a step back and like you realize these more like repeat principles, like it is so different than the standard American diet. And so Sarah actually started reading into it and convinced me to try it. Yeah. And so this was when we were coming off of carnivore and we're not like anti-carnivore. We still incorporate a ton of animal products. Like that is the best thing that happened to us from carnivore. We learned how bioavailable those nutrients are and how important animal-based nutrition is. We're, we will always be animal-based. Um, but I think adding in the carbs is a really important step in our journey. Welcome to the Win at Life podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body and life you love. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. Today, I'm sitting down with Ash and Sarah Armstrong, otherwise known as the Strong Sisters. In this episode, Ash and Sarah share their health journey from fasting to carnivore and their obsession with training and being lean and the effect it had on their body from poor sleep to losing their periods. Recently, they've been incorporating more Ray Pete style nutrition and they're on a mission to heal their metabolisms and get their periods back. I just love these two so much and I enjoy this podcast immensely and I know you will too. As always, take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Insta stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. Let's spread the word and free other women from restrictive diets. Hi, everybody, and um, welcome back to the Win at Life uh, show. I was about to call it the, what's the podcast show, whatever. You know what it is. So today, <laughs> so today I've got uh, Ash and Sarah Armstrong, for, and they're known as the Strong Sisters, like S-I-S-T-A-S on Instagram and they're awesome and they've just got the most awesome story and journey that they're going through that I think that so many women need to hear and will really benefit um, from. So they are over the other side of the world in the States and they're not on their farm yet, but they're working towards being on their farm and they're 23 and 27. Hey, Mm -hmm. and I was just saying something like, look, at least you found it in your twenties, you know, like a lot of these women do this dumb shit for like 20 years and then have to like do it in their forties. But Guys, tell everyone like your story about like you were doing the keto and the carnivore and the training three hour like fasted and just start there because it's awesome. Okay. Yeah. So let's flash back like five-ish years ago. So we've been strength training and doing powerlifting for probably 10 years. Um, and like nutrition, wellness, and like physique has always been like important to us. And obviously the definition of health has evolved as we've learned more. But if we flash back about five years ago, we were definitely following like an if it fits your macros style, calories in versus calories out. Um, so we would fit in like boxes of cereal and ice cream and like very nutri- like just food that doesn't have much nutrients at all. Um, we weren't really paying attention to our micronutrients. We thought if we would have like broccoli a few times a day, one time a day, we were fine. Um, so we were very much like, we didn't understand the importance of getting nutrients from animal products. No. So we were getting, we were eating like, like she said, broccoli or green bell peppers thinking that was like our micronutrients. Yeah. I got my greens in. Our protein would be like egg whites. And then at a certain point we went vegan too. So it just like, all of that was just a recipe for becoming extremely micronutrient deficient. And we were relatively high in PUFAs. Like looking back at our diet composition, we weren't worrying. We were having like margarine a lot because it was like reduced fat. And that was, <laughs> we could fit more of it into our macros because it was reduced fat. Um, we were just reflecting on this today. We would cook all of our vegetables in aminos. And like if you look at aminos, I'm pretty sure it's, it's like soy. straight soy. So we would have um, just a ton of PUFAs throughout the day. 
Um, we developed autoimmune conditions, so brain fog, Raynaud's, chronic fatigue, constipation, some depression. Depression, anxiety, rashes on my face. So The I, butterfly. Yeah, lupus, I have the butterfly rash. Mm. Insomnia. Yes. And so we knew we had to make a change, so we got into intermittent fasting. And honestly, that did help with a lot of our inflammation. It reduced a lot of the inflammation. We started feeling better, and that led us to keto. Um, that continued to reduce the inflammation. And then we went from keto to carnivore. Um, but when we were on keto, we were still very much like heavy vegetables, a lot of green vegetables, because again, high volume food. So let's throw in a ton of spinach, a ton of the low carb green vegetables. Um, and then we go to carnivore. And of course, we're going to feel amazing, right? Because we took out all those nuts and seeds. Mm. We were slapping out peanut butters and like all these cruciferous vegetables. And then we switched to carnivore. We remove all those PUFAs, remove all those greens. We feel amazing. I th- and you know what? I think that's a lot of women go through that and they think, oh, okay, because I've had women comment on my post, oh, but I've noticed all these great health improvements when I've gone, moved over and removed all those things. But it's like, of course, you're going to notice that because they're the things that irritate your digestive tract. So you think that things are getting better. Well, they're getting better to a degree, but then obviously you start to, and I'll let you guys go on, notice, you know, more yeah. downsides to eating no carbs and no sugar. <laughs> Exactly. You're right. It's relative. So mm. like you feel better relative to how you're feeling before, which makes sense. Like she was saying, mm. but it, I think that you, you often see these like comparison posts on Instagram where it's like standard American diet. They have like, like they're fat, they're larger Then they have a keto picture and they look better. And then they have a carnivore picture and they're like extra ripped. And so I think people really only consider that there's like three different diets. There's the standard American diet, there's the keto diet, and then there's the carnivore diet. Mm. If you're in the low carb, if you're in that low carb community, but if you take a step back and like you realize these more like repeat principles, like it is so different than the standard American diet. And so Sarah actually started reading into it and convinced me to try it. Yeah. And so this was when we were coming off of carnivore and we're not like anti-carnivore. We still incorporate a ton of animal products. Like that is the best thing that happened to us from carnivore. We learned how bioavailable those nutrients are and how important animal-based nutrition is. We will always be animal-based. But I think adding in the carbs is a really important step in our journey. So the reason that we eventually moved out of carnivore, which is I think important, we need to talk about that because we were low carb for about two years before carnivore and then we were zero carb for about a full year. Mm -hmm. So I think we were very used to feeling like being fueled by adrenaline and living off stress hormones. Yeah. Yeah. So that whole year, we didn't really recognize it. Um, but then the beginning of 2020, we tried to do a cut to lose some fat. Mm. And I was telling Katie before this, we were down to about 1200 calories and we were gaining weight. So that was a huge red flag because we've been conscious of like our working out and having a healthy quote, what we thought was healthy metabolism for like 10 years almost now. So mm. the fact that we were eating so little, exercising a lot and gaining weight was really a big warning sign. And then that, like that reflection really made us take a step back and analyze like our whole health. Yes. And we were like, you know, we still don't have our period and that's not okay. Yeah. And I think it's important. We, we didn't have our period coming into keto and carnivore. So those didn't cause us to like, uh, not have our period, but they didn't fix that problem. Um, and so I think it was important for us to reflect on our current approach and realize that what we were doing was no longer serving us. And so that's when Sarah started looking into more of the, the repeat principles. Well, I did have my period. I had my period before going into keto. She's a special case for she 
and he had it first. Yeah. Um, but I did have mine and it definitely, I got an IUD right before I went keto. And so when I got my IUD out, it just never came back. So that's what mm -hmm. happened for me. Um, and so this last year of being carnivore, I think it's just kind of, everything's gotten worse. We've started, yeah. we at towards the end there, we really started to feel the way we describe it is like we were wearing a corset and it was just like fully tied. So like we were so stressed sort mm -hmm. of, and like kind of living on edge, but we were like doing everything we thought was right. So we were like fasting, we were eating our steaks. We were not you know, binging on carbs, we were like, I must be doing it right. I must be healthy. But I think it's important. Um, a lot of people have criticized us and have actually called us carnivore failures <laughs> um, because they think that we didn't formulate our carnivore diet properly. Um, and I just, I completely disagree with that notion because we were eating okay. extremely, extremely high fat, like over 220 grams of fat per day. Um, and I was eating, no, we were eating nose to tail. So like we're getting our micronutrients in from liver, egg yolks. Like we weren't just eating. You see some people doing carnivore, just eating beef and water. Like that wasn't our approach. We were getting nutrients in from nose to tail approach and we're eating a ton of fat. And so it just wasn't working for us. And so, you, you know what, yeah. show, show me like what I really like about Ray Pete and what, where all the light bulbs went off for me. Cause I've like been like you guys, not to the extreme that you've done, but done all of the different diets is when I sat down with Emma and we looked at, okay, what actually constitutes a healthy body? Like if she said to me, Kitty, if you were to look at a woman and, and you know, like, and what, what are the characteristics that she would have to be healthy? And we, we listed them out. Okay, normal, regular period, 28 days or 28 to whatever, you know, normal cycle, good energy, can eat a decent amount of calories, can sleep through the night, you know, has a warm temperature and pulse. And so we went through all these things and she's like, where, where are you sitting? Like, show me the diet that uses these to measure the success of the diet. And none of these other diets do. They just have these strict rules. You've got to do this. They don't look at your actual metabolism and overall health and well-being and how, like I used to be anxious as fuck as well all the time, like, cause you're just running off the stress hormones. And it's really annoys me that you guys get that from that community that you're a failure. I'm like, how good is it that you guys could think critically and listen to your body and not be pressured by everyone because you'll change lives now. You'll change all of these other women that will listen to you and listen to your story and then actually be brave enough to step outside of that. I think exactly what you just said is really interesting. So I think that so many people think they find success when they go carnivore because there's symptoms of like a, a disease, like they went away and that's great. Like that really is. But we're not really measuring those, like what demonstrates an actual healthy body. So like nobody's paying attention to pulse. Nobody's paying attention to body, body temperature or how you're actually feeling your energy. How many calories are you eating? You yeah. know, nobody's paying attention to that. So going and looking into Reiki and finding people like you and you're like, Oh my gosh, like per all these measures, we're doing horribly. Yeah. That was a huge opener. <laughs> Okay, I do need to note though, it wasn't the like the whole carnivore community did not call us failures. There's just a few select individuals. Yeah. Most of most <laughs> of good. the people who follow us and are on Team Strong Sisters, they've been incredibly supportive and like we are blessed to have the group of supporters that we have. And if anyone is listening, I love you all. Mm -hmm. um, but it has been a little bit challenging challenging to kind of like shift gears, right? So we have filmed so many YouTube videos about certain carnivore aspects and certain certain carnivore things. And I do still believe in the power of carnivore for healing some like chronic conditions and like severe conditions. Like that's awesome. But 
I think that there's another option out there that a lot of people just don't even know exists. Like we didn't know about repeat come last year. And it's not like we're extreme repeaters. Like we do things differently. We incorporate some things that we like from his approach. Mm. Um, but I think just learning about this new option has just been really, it was it's really good for us. Do you know what I think too? And I just want to add this in here that like people who are listening, there's no such thing as a repeat diet. Like people, I think get, like you say, they're so like, oh, you've got to do this and you've got to do this. And like Ray Pete says this, but it's like, he never actually says you should eat this. You know, like he just writes articles about hormones and health and it's what I like about it. And the approach that we have with our clients is look, here's the guidelines and why. And then you just test and measure within those guidelines to find what optimizes your sleep, digestion, mood, energy, menstrual cycle, temperature and pulse. So it's going to look different for everyone. And it's also too about what do you like eating? Because food should be exactly. like pleasurable. You know, like after this, I'm going to get off and I just love fudge. I eat fudge all the time because I just fucking love it. You know, but not everyone loves fudge. <laughs> but, you know, so there's that, yeah, base things. But I think that's it, it, it. I feel frustrated when people go, oh, I tried the Ray Pete diet and it didn't work. But I'm like, there's no such thing. Like you say, it's about, you know, finding the things that make you the healthiest and happiest version of you that work for you, I think. Yeah, I think that's the... So we haven't been following Ray Pete's principles for that long, but I think the most frustrating thing is like when we share that we do listen to what he says, people are like, oh, you're just going to get so fat. All they do is drink Coca-Cola and straight up sugar. And, it's and like, then they call it a like, PD cult. You yeah, it's like, like really it's use like, your brain. You should I know. Like, fuck, that, yeah. that annoys me too. But you know what? It's like show them with your results. That's what I think. Like I – like practice it and get the result, get the result, good temperature and pulse, eating lots of food, strong, good, you know, not regular period. It's like people can't argue with that. They can't argue yeah. with the results, I don't yeah. think. But they can sit there and throw stones from their computer and go like, oh, you guys, it's like, oh, fuck's sake, use your brain. Like, do you really think we sit here and drink Coke every day, all day? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just stupid. We, so like, we have certainly formulated like our own kind of version, just incorporating some of the P PD principles, but something that just as an example of something that Pete doesn't necessarily like approve of, or isn't the biggest fan of is like yogurt. So he doesn't like like the lactic acid in yogurt. Um, mm -hmm. but like, I love yogurt and I think that there's some room for fermented foods in your diet if it works for you. And so that's a very like Western a price uh, principle and so it's, we're kind of like a blend of like Weston A. Price and mm. uh, Ray P. as and animal based and mm. it's working for us. We're in, like loving our food. So, well, you know, like the yogurt thing. Like we've got heaps of clients that eat yogurt, and I'm like, if you can eat the yogurt and it works for you and you get no digestive issues, like just eat it. You know, and I think too, like it's just like you <laughs> think though, fermented foods were meant to be traditionally eaten as condiments. Like, I think the issue is when people go, oh, a little bit of something is healthy, so I'm just going to eat a fuck ton of it. You know, like, like just you don't have to eat yogurt at every single meal and eat two kilos of it. Just, you know, eat it in, like, everything, right? Like, it's – I think people just take things to yep. the extreme and they do it with every – like, the Ray Peter's like, oh, you shouldn't eat this. Shouldn't. I'm like, if you can fucking eat McDonald's every day for every meal, that's what I say to women, and you can get the results you want, keep fucking doing it. Like if it's your temper, obviously that's an extreme, but it's just like you say, finding what works for you and what you like and yeah, me measuring it, measuring those yeah. 
subjective and objective measures of metabolism. So let's talk about now because I think this is a really important message is like how you guys are just dialing back your training and just eating heaps of food and gaining weight to try to get your period back and how your mindset is around that and how you're, because I think that's really hard for a lot of women. Yes. Okay. So I think that it's always important that if you have been overworking yourself and you have had amenorrhea for a long period of time, I think you have to take two steps backwards in order to eventually take another step forward. Do you want to talk about some of the things that were? Yeah. So I think it's pretty well known that you need to eat more to heal your body and you need to do a little bit less. And that includes like working out and also stressing. So all the different stressors in your life, that could be things you don't even recognize like a relationship that's causing you stress. And so we really had to analyze everything in our life and take a really holistic approach. The most obvious things we were doing was obviously zero carb and eating at that point, not enough calories. Um, and then obviously working out a lot. So we were working out probably for the last like four years, fasted in the morning, doing like um, a powerlifting workout plus a, power, a bodybuilding workout. So just this three hour long thing, two, two hours, two and a half to three hours. Okay. And so we have, we cut that out. We kind of fit at the, at the beginning of quarantine. So when um, coronavirus came around, it was kind of falling in the same line when we were starting to realize we need to heal from hypothalamic amenorrhea. So the gym's closed. The gym's so it closed. was like kind of good time. So we stopped going to the gym um, and we went from about 1,200 calories or so. We went to 1,700 one week and then we went to 2,300 one week. And then we were like, this is still not enough. Like be honest with yourself. You need to eat a lot more. We went to 3,000 calories a week, and that's kind of where we've been for the last three months. And pairing that with not working out for two people who have been, like, really anal about, like, appearance and, like, I'm strong, I'm fit, like, I'm eating to fuel my workouts has been a really big challenge. Um, but – and I, like – I don't even know how to begin the mental battles we've gone through. Well, one more change. Um, we were doing time-restricted feeding every single day. And so, you know, like yeah, we were eating two 18, meals. 6, 24, whatever, yeah. the, whatever your split is. Um, that's horrible for hormones. So there's actually a study out of Sweden, and they analyzed – a lot of people think just like calories in versus calories out for the whole day. So they just look at their net energy expenditure for the entire day, and they say like, okay – if I want to maintain my weight and I'm expending around 2000 calories, I can just consume 2000 calories in my four or six hour window. And that's totally fine. Well, this study showed otherwise it compared two groups of athletes, one group that had their period and one group that did not have their period. The group that, Oh, our dog. Sorry. <laughs> so the, the researchers, um, defined what they called within day energy balance. So they looked hour by hour, how long these people were in negative energy balances or positive energy balances. So negative meaning, meaning you're expending more than what you've consumed for that day. Mm -hmm. So an example would be like you wake up and you go do a fasted workout. You are digging yourself into a net negative energy balance. And what the researchers found was that the female athletes who had their period spent significantly less time in a negative energy expenditure. And so I think that that study just really goes to show that food timing is really important for female hormones. Um, and there's nothing wrong with eating breakfast because your body burns calories when you sleep. And so you wake up automatically in a negative energy expenditure. You need to replenish right when you wake up. Going to work out is like literally the stupidest thing we could have done. Just digging ourselves further. But, so like we understand that now, but it's really hard to get that when you're, you've been so immersed in a culture that, like promotes fasting keto 
carnivore, like fasting is just a part of it. Fasting has become a huge thing for pretty much everything. The 16, eight, not eating breakfast, the whole notion that like breakfast doesn't matter anymore. Like it doesn't matter your food timing. You get really caught up in that. And we were talking about um, this with you at the start before film, uh, recording that that is used as a health metric. Yeah. I, we've, we've said this before, but like I fasted today, check mark. I ate less than 30 grams of carbs today, check mark. And so like that's the metrics. Whereas instead, where instead they're not like analyzing their body. Do I have my period? What is my body temperature? Am I sleeping? Like other much more important personal metrics that needs to be used to determine whether you're healthy, not some objective, some random rules that someone else set for not your body. Yeah. Mm, I've done every protocol of fasting too. I went for ages. I did like, like I did the shake diets for like 12 months and would do the 24 hour fast. Then I did the like 16, eight was my favorite um, protocol. And I just, then it, it also, I wanted to compete and did a fitness comp using fasting like the second yeah, yeah. time I did it. And I just think, I think back now I ate fish and green vegetables for two weeks straight, just fish and green vegetables and fish oil tablets. Like it just, oh not, the, not the fish oils. Oh, God, <laughs> it's crazy, hey! It's so crazy, and like, you just—it's—it's it's really interesting. Even now, like, I still am amazed at the body and my body and how much food I can eat. And you know, like now, if I want to get leaner, I just have to drop a couple of hundred calories out of my diet and eat consistently, and the body fat just comes off. Like, it's just when your metabolism is firing. So, and you know what, you guys, like, with your period, it'll come back. Like. I've got, there's so many women in our program. One that really, the one that I told you about that stands out to me, but another lady that's been in our program for like nearly since the start. And she didn't have a period for 10 years. Same as you guys, like did low carb, like over-exercising. She's older than you though. She's got kids as well. 11 months. I remember the day when she posted in the Facebook page going, oh my God, I've got my period back. It's been 11 months, you know, like, so it will come. It, it, it will come. It's just a time too. Like I think you just got to give your body time. Like, yeah. but it's frustrating and or go back to the case. So you're gaining weight now. You're gaining weight. Yeah. 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 Well, so we are currently in the gaining weight process and it's, it's a challenge because society tells us that, you know, lean and skinny and thin bodies are attractive. And when you've been that way for the last 10 years of your life and you are suddenly not the same person in the mirror and you don't even recognize yourself. It's like an identity crisis. And there's this term in the literature called, Oh my God, this is the best thing ever. Okay. So actually this, I'm going to start with one thing we're doing to help with the weight gain and not being like down on ourselves every single day is we're really being selective with the language that we're using with ourselves. We're trying. So instead of being like, I feel so fat today, it's just like, I feel well fed or something, something like a shift, you know, like I'm very nourished today, man. Um, but there's a word used, I saw it in the rapey community and it said the body becomes like an adult sized toddler. And so the way, so when you've been like, if you don't get your period, it's for certain you don't have boobs. Right. And so if you've been dieting for so long and your metabolism is like horrible when you start refeeding, the weight you're gaining is going to preferentially go to your stomach because it has to protect your internal organs, which are all around your core. And so you develop an adult sized toddler body because your stomach kind of expands out. Your limbs are still a little bit skinnier. And so you're just flailing. Your stomach is, I know that sounds horrible, but we've actually used that to kind of provide relief because it's, it's comical 
and also it goes away. So, so many case examples show that your body fat will redistribute if you keep going, if you keep refeeding yourself, if you calm down, reduce stress, and you stick with the protocol, it will get better. And you, you even told us like you've seen this happen to several women. So we've, we've been in this now for about three months total, and I am starting to see some fat redistribution. So I like to, we were talking about it earlier, um, at the start of this journey, we were, we were gaining a lot of fat. We still are gaining fat, but we were just gaining it in our stomachs. And so we were just expanding <laughs> outwards, but now it's starting to go to other places. I don't know. Get starting, starting. It's only three months in. I think that, that the time duration varies for everyone, but if you stick through it, it will redistribute. Here's the thing. In the beginning, it was extremely uncomfortable. We were calling ourselves fat and we were pretty miserable. It but was fat. You have to change that language. Like fat, just because you are fat does not mean you are unhealthy. I found my health. I got rid of my autoimmune disease when I got really skinny on carnivore. So I associated being fat with being unhealthy. And that is not true. The there's, female there's, body needs body fat. There's different, different types of healthy fat. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So if someone's on a standard American diet and is fat and is consuming a lot of PUFAs and, and refined grains and stuff like that's a different metabolic fat to someone right. who's fueling themselves with real whole foods. Yeah. Mm. And that's hard. It's hard to tell girls because it's just, it's not talked about. No. And it's, it's even really, uncomfortable yeah. for us to talk about still, but it's, it's going to be worth it. It, it. it is. It is. And I think, you know, like, like even in my experience, like I've been really lean and now I'd probably, not that I measure it, but every now and then if we go and see like one of our old coaches, I'll be like, I'll just do my skin folds and I'll see like where my body fat is. And for me, if anything under 20 is like, I can't maintain, like it's too, my sleep suffers, my energy suffers. Like when I'm sort of closer to that 25, like 20 to 23 to 25, I'm in a good spot. Like I'm holding, I can train, I can sleep. You know, but it's interesting though, like even like, cause I've just pushed my food up recently. Cause I really, cause I've just sort of been training and just not really tracking my food and just eating, but I t t tend to under eat. Like I told you guys, like if I don't go, okay, here's my meal plan for the week. I'm purposely eating this. I'm eating regularly. I'll just get busy and skip a meal. And you know, like it's just, it's not on purpose, but it just, it just naturally happens. And I've really been religious. I've pushed my food up. I've been eating it every day. And then on the weekends, I've just been eating more. And like my training performance, and I've got a new four-day training program Craig's given me because he's like, look, if you want to progress now, Kitty, you've got to really be more focused, like put a bit more effort into your training. We'll do a different split. You can train four days, like, you know, eat more food. And just my numbers, like I'm hitting, I hit every single one of my numbers, like squatting. I'm just like, oh, fuck yeah. Like you just, you can, I mean, I know, <laughs> I know this already, but it's like in my head, but I've put on like two and a half kilos and I've put on body fat. You can see it. And even now I still occasionally struggle with like body image issues and I have to really stop myself. And cause like, you know, you'll, you'll be scrolling through Instagram and you see there's some incredible women that look incredible, you know, like they're lean and muscular. And I look at them and I think, Oh, fuck, I've got to be leaner. Like I've got to be leaner. Like I want to look better. And then I'm like, I have to, like, I had a couple of days last week where I really struggled with it. And I went into Craig and I said, I'm, I just talked to him about it. And I just have to like, like talk to him and tell him how I'm feeling. And then he's like, you look amazing. Like you, you're strong and you're athletic and you, you know, and I mean, I don't need him to tell me that I look amazing, but then I, I actually had to sit down with myself and go, okay, Kitty, like, you know what it takes to look like that. You know what you need to sacrifice. What are your values? What do you believe? 
this like how do you feel this is like you look fine but it, it, it i still think that everyone's still and and in my head too i'm like this is a fucking first world problem like you know like yes. you, your body yes. is fine like imagine if women would hearing you say this about yourself and you're yeah. supposed to be a good role model and like it's ridiculous and there's all this shit happening in america and the coronavirus and here's you worrying about whether like i'm not saying you should dismiss your feelings like but you know, sometimes you got to put shit in perspective for yourself. And, oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, and and I think too, like, if you're a woman, try and and look. I just follow these other people because I have to. For, and I don't have to, but like, we just work with different business coaches, and they're like, follow people and look at different marketing things. And but I think yeah. it's important, like, cleanse your social media. Like, if you're a woman yeah. and you're finding, like, follow these guys. You know, Jessica Ash Wellness, Kate Deering, Mr. Danny. Like, there's so many amazing. Um, you know, uh, women that you can follow that encourage and support like this message and loving your body. And, you know, um, I think, but yeah, it's just, it's a bit fucked up. You know, sometimes I think like, Oh, why do you, it's just, it, it, then this is how my thought process goes. Like when I'm thinking stuff, but I, it's, yeah, I think for women, it's just, it is hard. Like when the fitness industry and you guys know, like it's that super lean and yeah, it might look good, but you feel fucked. Like, <laughs> It's interesting because like these people are so the super lean people on Instagram are categorized under health and wellness. Mm. Like, oh, but that doesn't mean they're healthy. Mm. You really have to think about that. Like they may be really lean, but you have no idea what's going on inside. Mm. And you have no idea like how they're actually like behaving in real life. Are they like kind of bitchy because they're stressed and they're hungry? <laughs> you just don't know that from one picture. And so taking a step back and thinking about that is really important. Yeah. And then also, like you said, just talking about it, you don't need to hide your feelings. So we're lucky because we have each other. So we talk to each other. We get those thoughts out because it will just eat away at you. I literally the other night was like, I want to tap out. I want to, I want to <laughs> tap out. I, do we have to keep eating this much? I just don't feel good. And she's there as like a constant reminder of like, what is your why? And some days we're both in that, like, feeling bad about ourselves and those days are really bad but most of the times it's the other person is like picking each other up so I think it's very important to have someone in your life that you can vent these things to because if you keep holding it inside that's not you're not going to be successful Mm -hmm. um in healing your amenorrhea and I totally agree that you need to cleanse your social media Mm -hmm. Uh, one of the favorite people that I follow who's really she went through carnivore too and she's really pro um you know eating whole food carbs and all that stuff. She posted something about how it's really funny to see what attractive has evolved to over the years. Because if you go back like 50, 60, 70 years, attractive was like a pretty plump woman. Curves. Like Marilyn Monroe. Exactly. Like curvy ass woman. She was probably eating a shit ton of calories. And then now it's these like deathly thin. I can see every egg on you. And some people can maintain that and be healthy. And that's like, that's genetics excellent for them. Uh, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't believe that. Like I actually don't believe no. that women like can maintain super like lean and act truly like if they measured, yeah. I just, I think people don't tell women don't tell the truth. That's I what think I, so. I think that yeah. um, you don't see their full life when nah. you just look at Instagram and it's really yeah. hard to, to realize that when you, when you don't know, you know, and you're just someone on Instagram looking for inspiration yeah. and that's what you're finding. It's like, Oh shit, I don't look like that. I think too, like the higher stress that you have in your life, the harder it is too. Like whenever women come into our program and, you know, like we're always like, okay, you know, there's a three-step process. One is you got to, you know, 
fix all your metabolic issues first, eat more food, get your calories up, lower all your stress. And then when your body's in a good place, you know, and you've set that foundation, then the strength training and just be consistent and the slowly the fat will come off. Slow, it's got to be slow. But I think everyone, they're like, oh, fuck, I just don't want to do the first bit. Like, because they don't want to sit because everyone's like, oh, I feel fat. Or, you know, they just, you're so desperately focusing on the outside, you know, that you just want to, yeah, good work for not tapping out. Good work. Like I can um, imagine it would be. Oh, it's that's strong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the amount of days that that's happened. I think that there's more days than not that that happens. And it's really, it's really challenging. I don't want yes. to convey to anyone that this is like an easy journey because if they don't think it's journey, that if they don't think it's easy, they won't quit. They won't stick through it. I mean, what you were saying about you go through like this hard, challenging time and then you can achieve like, you know, a good looking, healthy body and maintain it. Mm. So we have been going after that for 10 years. Right. And so it just shows that, and like, we don't slack. It's not like we're work, not working hard. We've just been doing everything wrong. wrong. Yeah. So, right. And I thought like, I thought finally like carnivore was where I was going to be able to get to this, like lean body I can maintain and feel good and it just didn't happen it didn't happen and you know you you really do have to go through the crappy period to get to the other side yeah you have to you have to because like you just it's interesting Craig and I talk about this a lot too and you know like I I reckon because I was writing that post and I said to him like because I think I feel like Maybe I should talk more about my journey because it feels like it's just, I don't even really, I remember it, but but it, I just sat there for so long. Like I was like quite a bit fatter for probably like two years, but I don't, I re- really think at the time I just, I don't know. I just embraced it more. I think I just, I don't know. I was lifting and, you know, at times I felt a bit, but I, I don't know. I don't, but Craig said to me, you, you, the fact that you sat there for so long eating, like I looked back and I was eating like looking in my fitness pal, 2,800, 3,000 calories. every day, you know, and then so when it was time and I just decided, I was like, I remember thinking I just want to be a bit leaner now. Like I just wanted to like dial it in and get more consistent. And so like I went in one of our friends that he owns a gym um, and he sort of has a similar training style to us, you know, like just strength training. And I just went, we, I went and trained with him too, like actually did some sessions. He just did my skin folds every week. We set my calories at like 2,600. So I think we dropped out like 400 calories. And I wasn't super strict. Like some weeks I'd come in and go, oh, look, I wasn't 100% consistent this week, so I probably won't see any change. But over nine months, I lost like 9% body fat. So it was at slow. 2,600 calories. Bless you. Yeah. But you know That's what? what I want. That's because- what I want. But because because I'd sat for so long at such high, you know, yeah. calories and I really just didn't do any cardio, just fucking strength trained and walked my dog and, you know, like it's just, yeah, it's possible. It's that consistency too. Like I've really stressed this to women and Craig and I talk about this all the time and like I find when I eat, like, I've, you know, you find those foods that just work best for you. Like I've got this like food list when I eat this and and when I eat the same thing every day at regular intervals it's like my whole body just goes oh I'm so optimized like it gets used to it I sleep good like yesterday I did these two huge poos I was like you know like when you high five yourself for a good poo you just like you you feel (laughs) amazing and I think women like I always say to them just be regular get get like eat the liver eat the oysters eat the carrot salad fruits juices meats, you know, gelatin, all the good things, eggs, all the things we talk about and just be consistent. Your body will love you for it, you know. Um, and I think so many women underestimate, like they're trying to do the 
the supplements, they're looking for the magic fix, but it's just get the diet, get the nutrients in, get the energy in and do it consistently and your body will respond. Like it really is that consistency over time. But I guess we're all like everyone's looking for the quick. Oh, what's the supplement that I need to take, you know? And I've tried all of the supplements. I've done everything, every supplement. And I said to Craig last, because we like to try everything too, probably like you guys, like just to experiment. And I'm like, really, like I'm the most optimized when I just eat the liver and oysters, carrot salad, like minimal supplements. I just take aspirin and vitamin K and cascara. I'll take that when I need it. And then, you know, I have the gelatin and the broths and really like I just don't eat that much other supplements like everything else i've tried and gone that hasn't really improved it's the base the food is the base um but yeah i think people underestimate that women underestimate that i think so yeah. and it's just that consistency over time like just takes a fucking long time like you think if you've done this shit for 10 years you can't yeah. undo it yeah. nobody's talking about this though yeah you, literally nobody says this like when you're growing up it's you get a list of you get the nutrition you learn in school which is horrible or you get all these quick fix diets and they're not maintainable and they're not going to get you where you want to be. It's just like, nobody's talking about this. Yeah, It's sad. And that's kind of why we're on this path right now. It's uncomfortable switching from one diet to another because like we, like you said, we built our channel off of like carnivore, but we like have to share this. Well, I would say that we, so we, we built some of our content. We did not build our channel. Like we yeah. are not, Carnivore doesn't define us. I really hope that like our message is that you should never settle for your health. So yeah. I think if someone were to like, I think it's good that we keep all of this stuff up there because they would, they can see our journey. They can see that we've always strived for optimal health and we've just learned more throughout mm -hmm. those years. And like, we've never given up on our health. Like no. literally it's been number one priority for so long and it's just taken us through a crazy journey. I guess I didn't mean build. I just think that's when all of our followers came to us mm. they only knew us as people who ate carnivore or keto yeah and so switching out of that has been uncomfortable because that's all they know yeah right well it's yeah. challenging their beliefs like it's always uncomfortable when you you think that you know something and then all of a sudden these new concepts come along but it's like yeah. if you can't update your beliefs and you're like you've, you just never grow you know yeah. and i think it's so awesome you guys are open-minded like my friends always say to me they're like they remember what I was like. They like, oh, you. One point you were trying to push the bloody like the fasting, and fasting was the thing. And then you were doing the shake diets, and then you were doing hype. Like they're like everything that you did, Kitty. You did a hundred percent. And like you guys, I could get lean doing everything because I had incredible willpower. Yeah. And I just was so like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. But they're like, they saw the change, and obviously I've been like this for six years now. And they're like, you can just see that you know, this, this is it. This is, you're actually eating and you look better. Like you look the best you've ever looked, which is, I think another thing too, if you focus on, you know, like fixing your metabolism, healing your body, eating food, being consistent, and then you just become a good lifter, you'll, yeah. you'll get that body. Yeah. You, you, you'll get it. It's just, you've got to do all the shit in between first. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we didn't even touch on the other stuff in between, like when your hormones are changing, like you may get pimples or like, all these other changes that are just so uncomfortable. Your clothes don't you wanna, fit. Our clothes don't fit. Oh, make you want to quit. But seeing someone like you who's gone through it and has taken clients through it is really inspiring for us to keep going. Cause you're saying like, you've been, you've been like that for six years. Mm. We're still not there. So we're still in our journey. And so it really is helpful to hear these stories. It really is. I, I would love to hear like your entire journey of like the, the two years that you were, experiencing similar symptoms because I think that that would 
for someone that's going through a journey, if someone else is listening that is, it's like really inspiring to hear that other people have reached that end yeah. point, that it actually does exist because sometimes you really wonder like, is this ever going to end? Yeah. And Every time someone tells me they get their period back, I have like the celebration by myself. Yeah. I'm like, yes, girl. <laughs> how, long, how long did you guys do what you did? Like how many years was it? Like if okay. it was fighting. So we, I had an eating disorder at age like 14. And so that was my start of everything. And I'm 23 now, almost 24. So that was my start of everything. So that was like under eating. But then I did go through periods of time where I was overeating the if it fits your macros. Um, I think we started keto in like 2017 or so. And then carnivore start of 2019 to um, like February or April of 2020. February. March. February of 2020. So like about three years, three full years of just like very limited or no carbs. But I, I think before then was bad, was bad. Oh, before it was, then bad was because very bad. We would either be like no, very low fat or just like not taking care of what we were actually putting in our bodies. Like you said, like you do your liver, you do your oysters. If you have the basics down, you can kind of explore from there. We didn't have the basics down. So mm. there was a lot. Of and we were slamming down. We thought uh, green vegetables were healthy and like mm. eating an yeah. uncomfortable well, who amount. Who doesn't think green day. vegetables are healthy? Oh, same. I see them with every meal. Just yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's so like the thought of eating a green vegetable right now. Don't, don't sign me up for that. Like that just does not sound good. I mean like who's like, I always say to women cause they're like, Oh, but kitty, I love green vegetables. I'm like, yeah, but when you have a binge, do you ever feed <laughs> your plates and green veg? They're like, no, no, I don't. And I find that women naturally when they come into our program, they'll be like, no, no, I love them. I love them. And then just naturally they just get, they come out of their diet and you know what like I don't I'm, I'm not like anal fucking I never ever like if we have Thai or whatever and there's vegetables and I just eat it it's just I don't you know some people go oh you're so strict kitty you're so like but it's like I just don't buy them and include yeah, them yeah. in the diet because I don't enjoy them but when they're in a beautiful Thai green curry with green beans and you yeah. know other stuff in there of course you just eat it with and you know it's all like coconut milk and you know, if your digestion's good and can handle it, you've got no problems. But I think it's just that extreme. I've got to eat green vegetables every meal. They're really undercooked. God, I'd blend up spinach in my shakes with like whey protein powder. Shit. Well, we were too. It was like <laughs> dumb shit. For me, Do you we know were very, very heavy on the bok choy. Oh, I never really got into bok choy. I was like real broccoli, broccoli, spinach. Okay, so this will give you some insight as to our mind. We thought that broccoli was too high carb. Um, because <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't enough volume. Yeah. It, like we were like, we would have bags of shredded lettuce every single day. The angel hair lettuce. Angel hair lettuce. Oh. To fill you up. Did you guys ever eat? I used to eat, always have diet jelly for dessert because it was no calories. Yeah. And then yeah. do, you, do you remember those? They called like konjac noodles and they're like, just like fiber and I'd eat them and they would make me shit. But because they'd be filling and no carbs, and I'd like I'd mix, I'd heat them, I'd steam up broccoli and mix yep. it through, and then I'd put heaps of um soy sauce on them to try and make it taste stuff. Oh, it sounds There's so also gross. There's a thing called kelp noodles. It's just like that, yeah. but I basically would eat those like two bags a day and just overdose on iodine because I was eating a crap ton of kelp, and I had no idea the, the repercussions of that. So uh, it's those zero carb products. They get you. They do. It's so hard, like this trying to get out of that mentality because I've been doing it so long now and I just I don't I can't really I can remember but not remember of just ignoring your hunger and like now knowing that it's okay like I'm hungry I need to eat 
you know. Um, Celebrating hunger. Yeah. 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 And, and feeling satisfied. Yeah. Uh, you, I, I think another thing about this journey that we're on right now that you went through for two years too is like this is the only way to learn how to eat intuitively. Yeah. Because after you diet for so long, like you just don't know your hunger signals. You just mm. have no idea when you should be eating. And so we're eating so much now that I don't even want to eat. And I think that's a good thing because I can finally like, I'm not just like constantly thinking about my food. Yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah. go through my day thinking like, when's my next meal? Oh my God, I'm so hungry. Instead, it's just like, I've got my time. I'm, I'm ready to eat at these hours. And then when I'm past this, I'll eat like throughout the day when I'm hungry. And I think that's mm. going to be like, really awesome. Yeah. yeah. I think it is. It's really like finding that good balance and you guys will get there eventually where, cause it's like now I'm, I'm feeling now like I'm hungry cause it's nine and this is when I'd usually have my next meal. And it's so nice to feel that hunger, but it's not this ridiculous, like, you know, before when you were like, I'm so hungry, I have to drink water or chew gum or ignore it. And you go and eat and you feel good. And then another three hours you eat again. You're like, oh, I'm so looking forward to my lunch. Like my delicious yeah. lamb, lamb neck, which you guys would like my lamb neck stew that I make. And I have like a big bowl of fruit with it or sometimes potatoes and it's so much salt. Like it's just so yeah. delicious. <laughs> I know you guys like lamb too. How good's oh, lamb? Yeah, it's, so oh, good. it's the best. I just will eat the same. Like I'll make this broth, this like stew from just lamb necks and I'll eat it for like a month straight because I just yeah. love it so much. So salty and the lamb. Lamb's like the best tasting meat, I think. I love lamb. Love yeah. lamb. It's lamb month here. Is it? Well, <laughs> we're calling it that. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> well, I guess it's why now. So lamb month's over. It's we'll right. extend it. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's really exciting. Well, you think like 10, you've done it for 10 years. So this has got to give yourselves a bit more like just take the, like it's going to take some probably months and months to... Oh, but maybe not. Maybe it'll just turn up tomorrow. You yeah. never know. I'm ready. I'm always looking at my underwear. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. ready. I'm like, ready. I don't have like tampons or pads. So when it happens, I, I will find solutions. <laughs> I will find solutions. Just <laughs> let it happen. Oh, it's so cool. And like, tell us about like this, your farm that you want to do. Yeah. So we are really passionate about regenerative agriculture. Um, this is another thing that we are very fortunate for us going through that carnivore journey, because if we didn't, we wouldn't have realized the importance of animal animal-based nutrition, but yeah. then also the importance of how animals are raised and what the animals are doing for the environment. And so we but have just like to highlight that. I think I briefly mentioned, but before carnivore, we were like pretty vegan. So it was a huge change. Yeah. 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 Um, and so we have volunteered at like a ton of local farms in our area. We have developed a really good relationship with this, really awesome large regenerative farm in the U.S. called White Oak Pastures. We have visited them and through these experiences we just realized like we get so excited about this. Like there is nothing else that we have been so passionate and excited about and we just couldn't deny that and so we are going to start a farm this fall from scratch and so we will document the whole journey. We really wish we would have inherited some land that would have made this journey a lot easier but that's okay. Um, we hope to document You've got to buy a farm. You've got to buy a farm. You, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like they probably need quite a bit of area, yeah? Like a bit of acreage to like. Yeah. yeah. Minimum 30 acres. So that's kind of what we're looking for. But it's okay. Um, it's going to be tough. Farmers don't make that much money, especially in the U.S. where like a lot of the corn and soybean farmers are subsidized and like regenerative farmers don't get anything. Um, so it's definitely going to be challenging, but we're going to make it happen anyways. The reason we share so much about it is because 
if you look at the trends of diets, everything's going plant-based. And so one of the reasons that we were eating less animals like two years ago or so is because we thought it was more sustainable. But when you look into regenerative agriculture and everything that it does for the soil and for the planet, that is truly what's sustainable. And so kind of spreading that mission and like that that understanding to other people where especially our generation yeah. who everyone's kind of growing up now because with a plant-based push. you understand like with your lambs too like we get our micronutrients from animal meats and mm-hmm. animal fats like we do and putting that together with like a sustainable farm and like showing people like hey this is like this is actually what's sustainable and what's right that's kind of our mission because so many people go to veganism or vegetarian because they think that cows are ruining the environment and that's just so inaccurate and it's time to make farming sexy again yeah. so love it <laughs> well, we're gonna try we have overalls so. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's cool. i'm really prepared that's our first investment <laughs> oh i'm so excited i want to come because i've never been to the u.s but come visit you guys and like drink your yes. raw milk and eat your yes. lamb we've got, got a friend emma and she's just amazing. Her parents have got a farm in Mullaney. She was one of our very first clients when we opened the gym. Similar journey to you guys, like just fucked up with dieting, competing, no period, thyroid issues, hair falling out. Now she's amazing and she's had a baby. And um, But her parents, like, often she'll, she'll message me and go, oh, mom and dad have just killed a cow, like, you know, and she'll bring back the stuff. Although I'm not supposed to say that, I don't think. We'll just, I don't know. But she, like she gave me this big oxtail once and like she'll bring back mints and liver and you know, so, but you know what, that's a really interesting point. Just going back to like, cause I think I used to think, oh, I've got to eat green vegetables for nutrients. And a lot of women will say to me, Kitty, but like, what about all the nutrients you're missing? And I just say to them, well, what nutrients are there in green vegetables that you can't get from? Like, I always get women to go, go into chronometer, plug in liver, oysters, dairy, juice, fruits, like the diet that we have and look at all the micronutrients. Like you'll see. Versus, yeah, yeah. And also too, the bioavailability, like, can your body actually absorb the nutrients? And for me, that was a real light bulb moment, I think, instead of just blindly following yeah. you know, whatever fitness. Like, yes, spinach has micronutrients, but, like, we're not absorbing them. So totally. Pointless yeah. to eat. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? It's like people go like, oh, this nutrition's so crazy. I'm like, it's not. It's just like what my grandparents used to eat. Like I'd go to my – she's died this year, my grandma, in her 90s. Right. Oh, she was, um, oh, I just loved her. Like she was like fairy tale grandma and we'd go to her house. They had this boat. We'd go fishing and crabbing and they'd, she'd like have pawpaw trees in her garden and she'd, for breakfast, we'd slice up pawpaw. She'd squeeze oranges and oranges and drain the pulp. She'd make steak and kidney pie, beautiful eggs cooked in butter, you know, big roast meats, you know, just, she'd make cakes, but just with butter and flour and sugar. And, you know, you'd have a piece of cake and it was okay. Like you didn't, you just didn't need to eat the whole cake. You know, yeah, you didn't have exactly. that like, restriction mentality. I never remember it ever serving me a green vegetable. Like the, the roast had parsnips, pumpkin, potato. Oh, that sounds so gravy. good. You know, and you think, and you think, and she made ice cream and made custards all the time. And you think, oh, it's just what your grandparents used to eat. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just returning, returning back to, yeah. yeah. And it makes so much sense. Hey, like when you really like think like women who listen to this, just, think critically like listen to your body go and do the research and like you'll probably be like us like when I first met Emma I was just like oh, I thought I'd found the holy grail I was like this is it this is it I've found it I've found why I've been so fucked up for so long and you just want to tell everyone 
because you just know how freeing it is. Like I can't wait for you guys to like, how awesome will it be in like a year or 12 months or whatever and you've documented your whole journey and all these women will be watching and they'll be inspired hopefully to, you know, like do the same thing and really break free from the diets because it really is so freeing. Like once you're out of that mentality of I think about my body all the time, I think about food all the time, you can just live your life. You can do great things. You can chase your dreams. Like now I'm doing this business with Craig and it's just like living my best fucking life. But it wouldn't be possible if I just was kept doing the dumb diets and always hating myself. And I don't know if you guys ever would big drinkers. Did you ever drink much? I was, I, I, when I was 14. Before the age of 21. (laughs) So like once I reached 21, I was like, wait, I've already done this. I'm kind of, so I was listening to your story though today about your binging, drinking and drugs and stuff. I was like, oh girl. Yeah. I I was a binge drinker from age like 17 through, I, it's funny. not every not every day but like i would very much do the work hard party harder and it so, was very unhealthy it's really ironic too because like i'm sure you were doing this too but like we were dieting during those times but then we were consuming a lot of calories and alcohol and it's like ladies <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't eat for days like i went through a stage when i was younger and i moved out of home where i was like addicted to speed because also I wanted to be thin and it meant that I just didn't feel hungry. And like I would get up in the morning and like go get my bag of speed and have a line of speed and smoke a cigarette and have coffee. And then I just, I'd go into uni and I'd have lines of speed in the library and sit there and do my assignments because it would just keep me awake. And I was trying to work like just stupid shit like that. I think, oh, how did you survive? Like how did, it's amazing the body can repair itself. Like after all those years of like crazy ass stuff like women it's never too late you, you can yeah. you That's can really important to know. the human yeah. body you give it the right tool set and it will it can fix mm. oh fuck. this has been so good yeah oh guys like follow these guys like follow them they're strong dot sisters on um you'll just oh, this i love you too too because you're so um just genuine and really like really transparent which i like like I think I can just feel I get a good energy. You know, like you just meet people and you just get get good energy from them. And you guys, I think I really like how you're so open and and honest about your journey and what you're going through and you post what you're actually feeling, not what you think everyone, you know, like you think, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we appreciate that. We're, we're oddballs, that's for sure. But we try to just... Oddballs. Oddballs. We try to be transparent and... Because if you're being fake and trying to share some someone else's journey, that's not really helping people. And so, I don't know. It's it's fun, and I think I don't think I'd be able to do it by myself. I'm very blessed that I have someone to share with. Because if I was doing a social media account by myself, I don't know how you do it. Uh-huh. We have four thumbs here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got like a good team, you know, like got Vic and all the coaches and Craig, and you know. And I think I just know now. I'm like I wake up every day knowing what I'm doing is right. I know yeah. it. I know. And I know I'm getting the right message out there and I'm helping women. And I just, for me, I've got these like big, like I just want to keep growing and learning and helping more women and growing our business. And it's exciting to me. And I think getting shit on is part of the process, but you just got to get used to it and go, well, if I'm not willing to accept that, I can't, I've got to think small, you know, like I've just got to, the, the bigger that you get, the more successful that you get. I think the more people just want to bring you down. Like it's like that tall poppy syndrome. So it's like, oh, well, whatever. I just think yeah. well, they need more sugar. You know, they probably just need to eat more sugar. <laughs> yeah. 
they're probably just angry. That's why I always try and support like people like you and Jess and all these other good, amazing people that are pushing the same message. Cause I think, I mean, there's so many, there's so many clients out there. We can all help them. doesn't matter who they go to, you know, there's going to be people that want to work with me, with you guys, when you do clients again, you know, with Jess, with Emma, with Kate, with Keith, like there's just so many awesome, amazing people out there. So yeah. Oh, I can't wait to share this episode. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah. We're so we're so excited that we met you. It's yeah. just you you have such an inspiring journey and hopefully one day we can get closer towards where you are. We always talk about we're like, she's so happy. She's always talking about poop. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Your kitty is talking about poop again. Oh, her her caption again, there she goes, she poops this She morning. poops today. <laughs> I feel like like I just measure I don't know why. I measure my, like today I did a poo, this is probably too much information for you guys, but, you know, I really think about like today I did a poo. It didn't, usually I'll like get up, go down and make my real, like I have coffee first because I just love coffee, but I put shit tons of sugar in it. So it's just like so sweet. And then usually that'll be like my body will go, it's poo time. Today it didn't really happen until just before this and it wasn't quite as good as like, you know, you can just really feel it when you're fully empty, when it's like real. you probably like, yeah. you don't need to know your poo. But every day I think about it. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, what did I do yesterday? but I think too like uh, women if you listen to this don't think that your journey is ever going to be linear either like I have days where you know like today wasn't the optimal poo or I'll have nights where I don't sleep that well or we'll get stressed at work something will happen and or like if I have a really stressful month I find that I'll get my period will come early and I'll get cramps. Like I know it. I know when I've pushed my body too far because my cycle will reflect that. And then I go, okay, it's probably time for a deload or maybe you need to eat some more food or maybe you just need to really work on, you know, be mindfully reducing like, you know, like obviously it's like you can take on different stress. I think like being, being in tune with your body like that, like that's beautiful. That's truly Mm. beautiful. And that's something that so many people have lost touch of. Mm. I certainly lost touch of it, lost touch of my hunger signals, lost touch of when I was pushing myself too much. Mm. And that's what I'm seeking. And like, I just think that that is awesome. Like mm. you have that connection. I think you too, like when you, cause if you like to train, like some women don't like to train, but you guys obviously like it too, is really like it's, and it's taken me time to get to this space, but really when you're heavy lifting as well, like it's stressful on your body. Like, but I don't want to live my whole life. Like I see some people preaching about, oh, reduce every bit of stress. I'm like, that's fucking boring. You know, I think it's a balance. Like I do, I want the challenge of the business. I want the challenge of the lifting, but it's about supporting your body and knowing when you've reached that stress threshold. Like yesterday, I'm nearly at the end of my program. I've got one day left, but it's really heavy deadlifts. And I just said to Craig, I was like, just being like, I get a bit sooky when I'm like tired and like, I can feel that I need, and I, he's like, oh, you, he's like, you're a bit of a sook today, aren't you? You're like, come and want, want me to cuddle you all the time. And I just said, yeah. to him, I'm not going to do the last day of my program. I said, I just, I feel really tired and it's really heavy and I can feel that my body's just doesn't want to do it. He's like, that's yeah. fine. He's like, just deload now till next week and we can start a new program next week. He's like, yeah. he calls me sausage. He's like, it's okay, sausage. You can just, you know. Oh, <laughs> just relax just rest you just do that so i think it's really important that you yeah like just you got to listen to your body because the thing is too you go into the gym and you're fucked you know you're not going to hit the numbers you're not going to be able to give your best performance but it's real it's hard to do that even today i still have to like there's that bit of conditioning of you got to stick to your program you've got to be yeah yeah but it's and you just got to constantly remind yourself like 
you're not going to perform like think like an athlete. I think that's how I try and think now, like fuel my body, rest my body, cycle my training, get the nutrients in so I can like be like perform optimally. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's hard to get out of that headspace. But you guys are training now. It must be so hard for you guys to like challenging to stop it. Yeah. I like, I would very much like, I have gained a lot of like my self confidence through the gym. Like I just, yeah, so much empowerment out of strength training. And so kind of pulling that back is certainly challenging, but Hey, we're going to look at it. Like we're athletes and we're taking a season off and next season they ain't ready for us. Fuck yeah. Imagine, imagine what you guys are going to be like when you come back, you'll have all these carbs and you'll be rested. You'll just be like, this is incredible. You'll just like be blowing all your numbers out of the water. When we, when we adjust our CNS back to heavy lifts, but I think a few months in, I think we'll be, we'll be stronger than we were before. Oh yeah. Hopefully. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for you guys to see all your, you just feel like new people. I just, how did you do it for so long? Like, like, you you know it too. I don't know. I don't know. You know what though? I never did like. I always I started actually properly lifting when I met Craig and when I met Emma. So all of my training before that, while I was lifting, I didn't actually like. I just did whatever the PTs told me, which was a lot of circuit workouts and like no actual proper. Like I squatted, yeah. but probably the most I ever squatted was like sixty kilos because I didn't know how to lift. So yeah. I think it was lucky for me that when I actually learned, Craig taught me how to lift and I got into powerlifting, I was, that's when I met Emma. So I started fueling my body, which was probably really good. Um, Cause obviously still training fasted was shit and doing two hours of training, but it wasn't yeah. like we train now with that yeah. real heavy, um, heavy lifting. So yeah. Oh, that's exciting for you guys. Is there anything you want to add? Like at the end, like any advice for, for women that are, stuck like where you guys were i think the most important thing is to just be kind to yourself through this entire journey even if you're not if if you're not ready to take a step back and like heal from years of dieting just be kind to yourself honestly like you are never ever going to get to where you want to be if you are continuously talking down to yourself or looking in the mirror and hating what you see you at a certain point you have to love what you see to improve that to improve upon it and work on it you have to love yourself enough to take that step forward and so working on that like we didn't even talk about it in this podcast but your mental health is such a huge part of this yeah and so work on that too and then okay I, I agree with that but then also I think that every single person deserves their best health and never, never settle, um, never use external metrics to define your health. You need to define what your best health is and you deserve that and do whatever you can to find that. And that's, that's what we're, that's the journey that we're on right now. It's not fun. It's uncomfortable, mm. but at the other side, there will be a greener pasture. Yes. yes. And join people like Kitty and us on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I really like what you said about that, um, about the self-talk because I think that's really important. Like we've recently implemented a, um, it's called, we called it a signed agreement to self. And basically it's like, we've got eight standards that we live by and win at life. And one of them is that we're kind and compassionate to ourselves and that we don't, we start to treat ourselves like we would treat our best friend. Like you would never say to your best friend, you're a fat for looking fat today. Like you're shit, you're a failure. You can't do this. Like, but that's how we speak to ourselves sometimes. And it's being able to catch yourself and just like, 
I think you've just got to be aware. Like it doesn't ever stop. It gets less. Like I still have days where, like I told told you guys, like I'll occasionally just get sucked back into like, oh, I need to be lean. And I'm like, snap out of it. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, whoa, like, what are you thinking? That's ridiculous, you know, but you've just got to be able to pull yourself um, back, I think. But, and say, like you say, I love that. Like I'm nourished. I'm yeah. sleeping. Are you sleeping awesome? I'm sleeping so well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still waking up in the middle of the night, which tells me that I still have some issues to work through, but mm. that's okay. I'm, my sleep is getting better. Mm. Mm. It's just the best. Good sleep, good poos, good yeah. energy, and just eating yum food. Like I look at like your guys' food and I think, oh, that looks so delicious. I'm so bloody boring and plain. Like I see the same shit all the time. I'm like, I look at people's and I think, oh, I should get a bit more creative. But then I'm, sometimes I get a bit creative, but your food looks amazing. We feel like, it, so it's funny you say that because we're always like, oh, it's the same thing. We're putting the same thing on our story every single day. And it's because you get into these routines and you feel good. Yeah. You like the food. So you yeah. keep eating. But I, I, I want to try your fudge. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's I wanna, the best. I want to dive more into your, what you eat. So yeah, we're going to go stop your page. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think we eat the same shit. It's just, mine's just so basic, you know, like I just drink milk. And I eat the ice cream and I may eat the fudge and I eat eggs and cheese and just the lamb next to you and fruit. Like it's the same shit. It's just you guys seem to come up with like some really cool, like nice, more nicer stuff. I'm like, oh, that looks so nice. Some of our, like I've got this like accountability channel with some of our coaches because they're all working towards like certain goals. And each week they do their meal plans and they just eat the same thing for a week because they're mums and they're busy and it just ensures that they're eating their food. And they post it for me and I'm like, this looks fucking incredible. Like they've got oh. these amazing recipes and I think, oh, I need to just be, get more creative. And then I get to the weekend and think, no, oh, I can't be fun. You know, <laughs> but they just have all these amazing like Greek moussaka and this like apple and peach crumble for breakfast with ice cream. And I just think, oh, wow. Like just, yeah, so many amazing, like you just can really eat yum food. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. I love that. And yeah. your mouth should water, I think. Like, you know, like I used to eat, you know, you'd eat shit and think, oh, I've just got to eat this because it's healthy and I don't really like it that much. But now it's like every meal I think, oh, I just can't wait to eat that. Oh, I just can't wait to eat my ice cream. Yeah. Or, you guys like that? Are you yeah, guys like that? Exactly. We made um, some homemade barbecue sauce today with molasses. Oh. oh. Are you going to share the recipe? It's going to be part of the cookbook coming oh, out soon. But, like, it's smelling up the house and I'm like, really ready for this homemade barbecue sauce so it's like your breakfast but it's our dinner so i'm like oh i'm totally buying your book you'll have to let us know like our clients will love your book it's going to be have a lot of it so it's called the carnivore code um cookbook because it's with dr paul saladino but i don't think people i don't think people in the carnivore community are going to be ready for it it's it's definitely more um it's definitely animal based like for sure there's going to be some full carnivore recipes but then it's a lot of kind of like squash, fruits, yeah. dairy, dairy. Yeah. No, you won't find green vegetables. Yes. Don't, if you like green vegetables, don't buy the book. Yeah. <laughs> Yum. Yeah, so barbecue it's, sauce it's, though. Barbecue so good. Like there's, you just can't find good barbecue sauce anywhere. Like in Australia, it's all got shit in it. So like our clients be like, fuck yeah, barbecue sauce. Yeah. With This is our first time trying molasses. So I'm yeah. very excited. Yeah. Excited, it worked well. I mean, we'll share it, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just the book. How far away is the book? Uh, we've got a two more months to finish everything and then submit it. We have to submit everything to the publisher by October 1st, but we're trying to do that the first week of September, so it should be out before the holidays. So it's a a hard copy book, yeah, 
Yeah, sweet. Oh, that's really exciting. Oh, how, yeah. how cool. Oh, it's just been so good chatting to you guys. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for coming right. on the show. And, like, ladies, just listen to these women. I think the more you can sort of immerse yourself in people that are going through the same shit and realise that it's okay. And, you know, and the other thing too is, like, do this now. Like, if, if, you, if you spend another five years doing the dumb diet, you'll only have to spend more time. But if you commit yep. now, think always in my head when shit gets hard and I'm thinking, oh, fuck, this takes long. I'm like, Kitty, imagine where you'll be in 12 months if you just keep showing up and being consistent doing these small things. That. And then all of a sudden you're like 12 months later, like, wow, look how far I've come. Because I think it can feel like, holy fuck, I've got so far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only three months in. <laughs> no, don't look at it that way. Don't look at it that way. That's bad. Okay. Think about what you said. Where will you be in 12 months? And then be like motivated. It. That's awesome. Yeah. Versus like, get, I, I always find what helps me is take my, like do the virus check. If I slept the way and is my blood sugar balance. Okay. Take the emotions out. Do the like logical brain. Okay. Yeah. List one. I'll go back to revert back to the diets I've always done. What is going to happen? Well, you know okay. what's going to happen versus if I just keep chipping away, you know, and I do this and I show up consistently, where will I be in 12 months? And it always helps you go, well, of course you take the harder route, but I think, you know, sometimes like we'll ha- women have these brain farts, like, you know, you get a bit tired and emotional and you have this fucking crane. It's like you women, th- this will make sound sick, bad, but he's like, you have these brain farts, you know, like you, something happens and you snap and you're like, fuck, I can't do this anymore. I just, you know, like I think women, and I do it sometimes, I'll like get real tired and something, the, he hasn't emptied the bins and I'm like, that's your only fucking job. Why haven't you emptied the bins, you know? Like, and it's just a sm- such a small, stupid thing, but you yeah. just have this big explosion because you're tired and something's triggered you and... What were you going to say? <laughs> no, I agree with you, absolutely. But I think it's good that you're emotional because maybe your hormones are working. Yeah. So yeah. I guess let's celebrate that part. <laughs> He's like, just don't get me mad. Don't get mad at me for, uh, I overreact sometimes to small things that don't matter, you know. Yeah. I've, uh, I've just like, could ask him nicely, Craig. But, but you like, you move past it. Yeah. You get- like an oath. Yeah. yeah. And then I'd be nice to him and I ask him nicely and he, he does it. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Exactly. Do you guys have partners? No. I. Um, oh, sorry, they can't see us. No, <laughs> she just. <did>. Oh, whoops. <laughs> no, not right now. No, yeah. single. single. Oh, that's good. Focus, easy to focus. Well, we're also in like kind of a transition period where we we will be moving in like two to three months, and I just need to finish my PhD, and we need to finish this cookbook, and then we will farm. And yeah, so it's just find our farmer Joe's, right? <laughs> yeah, if you know someone, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'll put this out there. So many single guys that are, you know, wanting to in the US. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, that's good. At least you can focus. Hey, focus, get your shit done. Yeah, what's your PhD? What are you doing? Uh, mechanical engineering. Oh, that's so cool. Wow. And so, do you guys, I, I think I, I asked you before, but working now, like for money. How do you earn yeah. money now? <laughs> what are you doing while you're studying? Do you guys work at all? So I'm a graduate student, so I receive a stipend. Mm. And then we have like a lot of side projects going on. So yeah. we were doing coaching, but we stopped doing coaching at the end of 2019. Mm. And now we've got our cookbook. So we had like signing money. And then um, we do a few other like side projects side projects that are coming out soon. Yeah. Oh, how exciting. Oh, great. All right. So where do we, fo- so obviously on Instagram, it's strong.sisters and then you've yeah. got your YouTube channel. What's your YouTube channel called? 
It's strong sisters. So yeah, it's same thing. Strong dot sisters. No, I think it's yeah. just strong sisters. Really? You'll find <laughs> it. We're the only ones on there with that name. Um, and we've got a website, and that's yeah. www.armstrongsisters.com. But I think the best place to find us is Instagram or YouTube. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Follow them definitely on Instagram. They post like such good stuff, like that good post you did about the pupils. I was like, oh, this is good. good. Yeah, and you guys, like for all the people that need the studies and, you know, like for all of this, a lot of people that need the, you know, listen to your body, but they need the studies too so that you guys post good links, which is awesome. Yeah. Well, that's how, that's how I think too. I don't believe something unless it's kind of scientific. So yeah. it helps for me to see it that way. So hopefully it can help others as well and then they can go dive deeper if they want yeah mm. it's strong that whatever <laughs> okay <laughs> whatever oh, you guys are so funny oh well, awesome thanks so much guys um and yeah it's been so awesome and um i will i guess speak to you guys soon yeah. yes thank you for having us oh.